This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. There are so many people right now who are screaming at their radio, listening to Dude, this. Dude, they can scream car. all they want. You can give them our address, and I will happily talk to them face-to-face, <laughs> and their anger will be sedated. Don't worry. Probably going to walk away with their wallet, too. <laughs> and I said, even the fucking insects don't eat kale. That should be a clue. <laughs> Those That's shows. what got y'all in trouble in the first place. Y'all watch these shows, and it looks like you could do shit. They don't tell you the in-between takes, like real crews come in and be like, no, y'all are fucking this all up. We're going to fix this for you. Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. So when you live in a trailer park in the middle of Villarica, Georgia, there's not a lot of options for entertainment, but my dad made do. His three favorite pastimes in the entire world were watching wrestling, watching wrestling with his friends, and watching wrestling with his friends while getting shit-faced on the weekend. Now, he was great at all of them, but the last one was his absolute favorite. My dad Dennis was and is a hardcore wrestling fan. He loves wrestling like some guys love women. I remember somebody telling him when I was a kid one time that it was fake, and him looking at them with this look like, what the fuck did you just say? And he looked at him and actually said the words, let me punch you in the mouth like they do on wrestling, and you tell me whether it's fake or not. And he was dead serious, like ready to fight somebody over professional wrestling. Now, every Saturday night, everybody in my house knew at 9 p.m., it's time for wrestling. No matter what else was on, no matter what else you wanted to watch, Dennis had the living room TV all to himself. This was the big piece of chicken for him. This was his thing. This was his time. And he would sit and watch six or seven straight hours of wrestling from the recliner, recording every single minute of it for a historical record, I guess. Then the next day, he'd invite some guys over, and they'd watch the wrestling he just recorded the night before, or the week before, or the month before, or shit, it could have been the year before. I honestly don't remember because there was so much wrestling in my life as a kid, it all just kind of ran together. But Dad would sit around with his friends, drink beer, watch wrestling, pass a joint from time to time, and he was happy. This was his thing. Well, one day we had one of these days going on, and there's like five people sitting in the living room of our little single wide, and one of them happens to be our neighbor, Ricky. Ricky was this tall, lanky guy that lived across the street in his own little single wide, and he did some sort of construction, but he also just happened to sell weed out of his little trailer as well, so it was pretty convenient for my dad just to walk across the street and be able to buy his weed. Well, eventually, him and Ricky start hanging out, and they start hanging out all the time, and they actually become pretty good friends. Ricky was a funny guy who used to cut up with me and Steven, so I thought he was pretty cool, and when Dad would have his friends over, sometimes, just sometimes, he would get just lit enough for me and Steven to sit in there with him while they were partying and watching wrestling. Now, this is rare because where I'm from, when you were a kid, you were told to go the fuck outside or go to your room when adults were hanging out. You were not supposed to hang out with them. But this was one of those days. Me and Steven took advantage as soon as my dad said, won't y'all sit in here and watch it with us this time? Steven grabbed a spot on the floor and I grabbed a place at the end of our couch facing our back door. So on this day, there's this thick cloud of smoke and then overflowing trash cans stuffed with Budweiser cans. And let me just say, my dad and all of his friends, shitty taste in beer. But he's sitting there showing the guys what he thought was fucking badass from wrestling this week. And me and my brother were sitting there in the air conditioning just having such a great time. Well, about an hour in, Dad and Ricky start having a discussion about something. And they just are talking back and forth for a second. And the discussion gets a little bit louder. And it starts getting a little bit louder. And everybody's trying to ignore him because we're all watching wrestling. But it goes from a loud discussion to a full-on argument. Everybody's suddenly looking over at Dad and Ricky and like, what are you guys doing? What's going on over here? And I think the argument was about payment for something Ricky had sold or was going to sell Dad. I honestly don't remember. But I do remember Ricky storming off and leaving out of our back door. There was some discussion of Ricky being an asshole or being crazy or something like that by the little crowd. But as soon as we were all done with that, in just a second, we all went back to watching wrestling and dad started rolling another joint. We're all starting to get back into it, get back into the swing of things. We're watching another match. When about five minutes later, I noticed Ricky reappear in the back door. Now, I don't think anything about this. I kind of noticed him being there and kind of halfway ignored him, but he was carrying something and I couldn't see what it was. The way the living room and the kitchen were set up, I was facing the back door and dad was on the love seat facing the TV and he never saw Ricky coming. 
Suddenly, within a second from Ricky walking in, he had hauled back and hit my dad in the head with something that was actually not just something that I couldn't see. It was a four-foot level, and he had clocked my dad right across the back of his head, and dad went down in a heap. Ricky suddenly swings again right on my dad's back and the back of his head again. And he hits him again and he's got this wild, crazy, drunk as fuck look on his face. And everybody else, all the adults are just sitting there. So I jump up at 10 or 11 years old and run over to where Ricky is past two other adults and grab the level as Ricky's coming down for another swing. And I said something heroic in a 10 or 11 year old boy's voice saying, stop hitting my dad or something like that as I grab the level. But I remember looking at me like he wanted to absolutely kill me. And suddenly at that moment was when the other adults decided maybe I shouldn't be the one fighting off the drunk adult whipping my dad's ass with a level. Everybody jumps up and starts telling Ricky to get the fuck out of here. Go on, Ricky. And everything kind of calmed down for just a second. But my brother is on the ground with my dad now, who's been knocked out for a brief second. Like, he was out, like, completely just out for a second. And my brother is crying, and he's screaming, Dad, what's wrong? Please wake up, Dad, what's wrong? And after a couple seconds, my dad wakes up, and he looks at my little brother, and he says, Who are you? And for a few minutes, Dad doesn't recognize me or any of the uncles or friends that we've got sitting in the living room for a little wrestling powwow a couple seconds ago. Dad doesn't recognize anybody. Now, this only goes on for a couple minutes, and he slowly starts to bring it all back to himself and you know, starts piecing together what happened to him. And as he's doing that, as he's starting to come to himself, I decide that I need to go ahead and be the older child, and I need to go into the actual bedroom, and I need to call my mom and let her know that Dad just got his ass whooped with a level. Well, suddenly I'm in the middle of dialing the numbers when I start hearing a commotion from out in the living room. People are screaming, Dennis, Dennis, you know, and people are like, hey, what are you doing? What what the fuck's going on? So I hang the phone up and I run out to our front porch just in time to see what's going on. And what do I see other than my dad standing there with his 444 rifle in his hands, aiming at the sky and firing? It's got a bolt action, so he pops off three rounds in rapid succession. And after he was done, Dad is screaming at the top of his lungs, Next time you come over here with a level, I got something for your ass, Ricky. Hey guys, welcome back to another week and Now That I'm Older. A show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online, go to nowthatimolder.com. You can go to Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. And if you give to us like Michelle, our badass Patreon, we're going to give right back to you. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Pottern Family. It's a family of podcasters who've come together to cross-promote each other, spread the word about badass podcasts out in the world, and create a family out of thin air. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Pottern Family, you're going to find Now That I'm Older, as well as the Burgers and Fries podcast, the Unbecoming of Age podcast, and the Woken Free podcast. And this week on episode 134, Nigerian Chicken, we're going to talk about all sorts of stuff, such as ditches, such as Nigerian Chicken, such as why I possibly got voted as just as likely to go to jail as Kenny, and we're even going to talk about the controversy with Death Notes. So check it out. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my underground lair. I have gathered here before me the world's deadliest assassins. All right, so you want to talk about ditches. I don't want to talk about just any ditches. I'll talk about some very specific ditches. Which ditches would you like to talk about? Well, there's this household <laughs> in East Cobb that lives in a well-to-do neighborhood, and they both make plenty of money, and they need some water diverted from around their house. Okay. And uh, these people they decided, even though they both make plenty of money, that rather than hire somebody, they were going to do the ditch work themselves. So you're saying that these two people who make relatively good money and everything like that, live in a pretty good neighborhood, decided to dig a ditch themselves to save the labor cost. It would have cost to dig this ditch. And had it done in a weekend, by the way. Um, so you're saying that they saved the cost of having someone do all that labor. Um, and By violating were, everything your parents taught you growing up. Now, if any of you had parents, <laughs> assuming some of you are going to be able to relate here, I'm sure at some point you got a bad grade or something you brought home from school, poor test result, and your parents sat you down and went, look, unless you start doing better at school, you're going to end up digging ditches the rest of your life. 
I remember being so afraid of that threat growing up. I remember being like petrified that I, I was going to grow like, up. It would be like John Henry out there fucking working myself to a heart <laughs> exactly. attack. Shit like I don't want to die on the line one day, you know, digging a it, ditch. Exactly. It was an railroad. effective tool that our parents used. And yet, anyway, this well, hapless household <laughs> decided they would work hard and dig ditches anyway. So we'll go back to the the, the frugal, thrifty, thrifty couple that actually was able to yeah, dig this ditch themselves. Unless you count for, like, you know, how much your time is worth. Um... Let's talk about this couple's um, – And a chronic medical condition where you're not supposed to get overheated. <laughs> let's talk about um, – And you don't value your cable line coming in from the street. Say, let's talk about the fact that while I'm I'm putting myself on this beautiful pedestal of getting this work done myself and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay for this out of sweat equity. I'm going to go through mm-hmm. and I'm going to do all this myself. When I do this, my father-in-law yeah. has yeah. no it, fucking Just to be respect. clear, in case you guys uh, – in case you guys weren't, weren't picking it up, the couple we're talking about is Shane and Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> because they were idiots. Well, <laughs> I sit down with my wife and I figure out like, okay, this is what it's going to cost us if we get this done by a professional crew. And that was going to be astronomical for the amount of work that we needed to get done. It was going to cost a good bit. At the time, it looked like it was going to be astronomical. Let's let's let's, let's so, put perspective of current times. So just to give you guys <laughs> a little bit of a background of what we're doing, our house sits on a hill. Water rushes down that hill. It goes into my basement. It sucks ass every time it happens. I'm going to have to replace, you know, framed wood and all this shit. I've got walls I've got to replace, insulation i got to replace. It's just been a bunch of bullshit. So we decided we're going to dig this trench around our house. And when we look at how much it's going to cost, we decide, you know what, we're going to do this work ourselves. My father-in-law's got a tractor. He'll come over and dig my – and this is what I've been thinking. The whole time we're talking about it, I'm thinking, he's going to do most of the work with the tractor. Like, I might have to run a shovel here and there to pull some dirt out. Uh-huh. That's what I was thinking is it's going to be a really yeah, people simple. People who do a lot of do-it-themselves project always assume everything's going to go right. And the fucked up <laughs> thing is I've watched all those shows on HGTV. I've seen those That's shows. That's what got y'all in trouble in the first place. Y'all watch these shows and it looks like you could do shit. They don't tell you that in between takes like real crews come in and be like, no, y'all are fucking this all up. We're going to fix this for you. You guys are fucking That's idiots. why Stop you, go, doing you start that. the show and there's a couple of commercials and they're done. <laughs> That didn't happen, did it? Magically in 30 minutes, they're done. Well, here's how it starts out, okay? We decide that we're going to have a crew come over. We're going to have some teenagers come over to help us with it. And my wife, this is what this is the scope of work we were supposed to get done in two days, okay? This is what we were supposed to do. Around our house, the ditch was already dug, except for in the back where all the ground was like full of rocks and shit. So it was basically legit like breaking through. Like when you see the the pictures of the old chain gangs in the old movies, <laughs> that's legit what it seemed like in the backyard where we're trying to dig the fucking ditch out. Yeah, the exact kind of work you worked hard <laughs> your whole life to get a good job not have to do. The work your parents told you not to do. So Stuff that you would have had to do if you got caught doing a crime. <laughs> we get five tons of rocks delivered. But when my father-in-law has already gone through to do the work to dig the ditch out, the first thing that he does is he has absolutely no respect for our internet line whatsoever. In <laughs> fact, he has so little respect for our internet line that at the beginning of this project, I got to spend three days without internet. Hold on. And then let's, in the let's, middle of let's it. Let's go into a little more detail because I was on the sidelines you know, enjoying the show. <laughs> the first time the internet line gets cut, it gets cut. And they had people come out and mark all the lines and they – and the argument was they didn't mark the line right. They didn't mark the line correctly. It was marked in a different so, spot than where it was. So there's some debate there whether or not Keith was at fault the first time. <laughs> right. <laughs> but then a couple of weeks later, Shane calls me. He's like, every time on Wednesday. And I'm like, every time on Wednesday, what? <laughs> I'm supposed to be uploading the show. And something happens to the internet. I said, what happened to the internet? Why aren't you just, you know, usually you're pretty forthcoming. <laughs> Kenny's, Kenny's Ken- kind of sugarcoating exactly what I said because I called Keith and said, again. I said, every, this, the, the phone call starts like this, every fucking Wednesday, the goddamn internet. And he's like, what are you talking about? Because every Wednesday is when I sit down, put the show together and upload it to the internet. Every Wednesday for two weeks straight, my father-in-law would rip the fucking internet cable out of the ground. <laughs> the second time, you really can't blame it on the cable being marked wrong. I mean, no, it was. We obviously know where the cable is since you cut through it. <laughs> and the really, really strange part was at one point during the middle of the job, I remember he was driving his tractor up to sit and watch. We were actually pulling some bushes out, and like moving some dirt and stuff like that on one side, doing you know 
basic manual labor and shit that I, I again, thought was going to be really easy. And I, I got to be completely honest. It was again, fucking ridiculous. They use this as a teaching tool our whole childhood. <laughs> as to not, what we should not be doing. But so go ahead. After the first time that the internet cable gets broken, um, he comes back over with the tractor because he's helping us dig some other stuff out. And he's actually helping us move the rocks. We're not having to do them with wheelbarrows and shit like that. The second time he comes over, he's bringing the rocks over for us. So the second time he drives his tractor over and he's like, well, while you guys are working on this one little spot, putting the rocks in, I'm just going to sit here and chill out for a second. But he lowers down his bucket. And as he's lowering down the bucket, the the orange cable for the Internet is clearly laying right where he's laying the bucket. And he puts his bucket directly on top of it. And we're like, no, no, stop. Cuts through the cable. Lucky oh, that I'm- noise you hear is me hitting the tables, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let this be a lesson. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not going to go into every single detail. There was one sat- uh, one Saturday where I legit spent the entire day. And then you guys paid a a a 19 year old in advance. That was just that was that was strike three right there. <sighs> there was many things. There was a, a a litany of errors that happened <laughs> during this process. I was under the impression that we were going to have a crew of like four or five people come out help out. We're going to get everything done in one afternoon. The water was going to flow away from the house. Let everything explain, was going to be fine. Let me explain a, a harsh reality to you. <laughs> it's incredibly hard to get people to help when they know you can afford to pay people to do something. <laughs> like when you can't do it, like when we were like 19, you had to move. <laughs> yeah. People will help you. But if you ask me to move today, I'd be like, no, Shane, go hire a goddamn mover. You work at a goddamn skyscraper. <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with you? I just need some help putting some stuff. You don't need help. You're being cheap. (laughs) I may, like I said, the last time we talked about this, I fully admitted in the little interim clip that I do that maybe doing it myself sometimes gets me into trouble. Um, Maybe doing it myself sometimes uh, ends up with an entire Sunday afternoon with me moving rocks with a wheelbarrow. Um, Not just any rocks. I moved like 13 wheelbarrows full of two tons of rocks in one afternoon. So let's talk that about was, time equity. <laughs> that, was, that was super fun. Yeah. Um, it, it was it, the the best part of the whole process was we get this whole ditch dug out. My father-in-law has helped us get the ditches dug out. We've got rocks laid in them. Everything's going great. We decide we have to rip some uh, bushes out of one side of the house. And that's how the internet cable got broken the second time. The cable was wrapped around a bush and my father-in-law just ripped it out of the ground. And there went my internet connection again. Um <laughs> But the second time when they're ripping these bushes out, he gets the tractor over there to that side of the house, uh, and he's driving this tractor over a ditch we've already dug. If you have video of this, this whole process, I would take clips of it with the Jaws music. <laughs> Every time his tractor was coming near that side of the house, <laughs> dun, 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 I, I thought you'd add the dun, 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 dun. I thought you'd add the Benny Hill music shit every no, time you get the, over there. That'd be the overall project. That'd be all working in the yard like fucking poor people. <laughs> like what we used to make fucking slaves and prisoners do. So This will be a good project for us. Every time or after we got the entire ditch dug out down the side of our house, we have to rip some bushes out. My father-in-law comes over with the tractor again and drives over a ditch we already have dug out. We already have rocks in. And as he drives over the top of it, he's bringing fill dirt into this side of the house. <laughs> And as he does that, he spills fill dirt <laughs> into the ditch y'all dug out. Exactly. And then <laughs> running over the red clay on that side of the house, it fills with red clay and fill dirt. So uh, for two days this earlier this week, I had to spend as soon as I got home because we had rain coming in on a Wednesday. <laughs> I had to go to my house. You know what would have not happened? Had <laughs> you hired people who do this for a living? What's that? The, the ditch probably would got filled in after y'all done the work and it, like he came over like oh sorry about the uh the dirt every, in your ditch every time i, t- I talked <laughs> to you for like a month where i heard i gotta get outside and work on this ditch. for like a month you guys worked on this you could have had it done on a sunday you just paid the people to do it that's it, why people pay them that's why it's their job but it, it definitely would have cost more yeah, if you don't count your time, correct. You, know, you gave up a whole month of your life, but you know. Here's the best part. After we get the whole thing dug, we get the rocks laid in it, everything's done. We're done with everything, right? We go down to the basement. Where it's raining outside. It's pouring down rain. We're expecting there to be no water. We're expecting our project to have worked. We open the basement door. Water sitting right there on the floor. 
I really legitimately almost ripped the door off the hinges <laughs> in like a fit well, of I, fucking rage. I had somebody that knows a little bit about your project and said y'all missed a step. So What's that? Something about sealing the wall while the dirt was dug away. Oh, no. We already did that, too. So that we didn't, didn't work either? No, we didn't miss that step. No, the problem wasn't the uh, the ditch or anything like that. The ditch works as far as getting the water away from the house. Before we did the ditch, we had water like this is something that's been going on since this fucking house was built. And nobody says this during the inspection. Like, Oh, by the way, there's huge water issues that happen from time to time. We just patched them. So the house will sell for you. So we talked to the neighbors and they're like, Oh yeah, we dug down like 10 feet and we sealed the entire outside of the house. Then we reburied it and we added paper and all that shit. Well, with all that paper that they added, we were getting water directly down into the basement. So we dig this ditch. Water's no longer getting up to the house. But the problem was one of our downspouts, had come up unattached and water was going into the downspout and leaking directly down into the corner and coming right down there. Yeah, it's going to come over the top of the concrete. Yeah. So we finally got the downspout fixed. We finally had the entire water fixed. And it's like a huge fucking weight has been lifted off my shoulders. But I do 100% feel like um, like I was, I was conned into some sort of form of slave labor. <laughs> Even though I'm the one who made the decision for us to do this shit, like as – like digging it ourselves and stuff like that. Like Nikki had gotten a quote for us to be able to do this. And she was like, what do you think? And I was like, you know what I think? I think it's going to cost way too fucking much if we have people do this for us. So yeah, I ended up uh, moving. I want to say it's like a total of eight tons of rocks with a wheelbarrow (laughs) and a tractor. You're going to end up in a wheelchair trying to save money. (laughs) Call you professor, professor cheap. (laughs) Shut up, dude. (laughs) Whatever, you know, you're ignoring what the doctors told you to save a couple grand. Listen, I didn't get into the sun and try to get too hot or anything like that, but um, there definitely were a couple times that I felt like I may die. I'm just going to say, just there's say. definitely a couple times that I felt like I might keel over dead right there in my fucking front yard. I mean, just balance things out. Like, you know, is it was it more expensive to go to Puerto Rico or fix the house? Um, well, as far as my time goes, <laughs> I had a lot more fun doing Puerto Rico than I did, you know. Right. That's what I'm saying. So it's like spending money the same way, really. I mean, you don't have to be miserable at home. If you're willing to spend it to have a good time somewhere else, why aren't you not willing to spend it not to be miserable at the house? Look, there's a feeling of accomplishment that comes with this. That you no, just there can't. Isn't. That's, that's, what people, that's a lie that people tell themselves after they did some stupid ass project. They should have paid somebody. There's a reward for doing it yourself. No, there's not. That's a lie. Don't I, listen to that, people listening to the podcast. That's 100. There's a happy feeling of being done and not having to go work like a goddamn fucking prisoner of war anymore. <laughs> that's not a sense of pride, it's a sense of relief. I do feel as though, like I told Nikki the other day, I was like, I hate rocks. I hate dirt. I hate tractors. I hate water. Not just water that comes into my basement, but any form of water, whether it's a river, a lake, an ocean. I hate water as a whole. I hate everything. <laughs> like as you're standing out there sweating your dick off as you're moving rocks, I'm sitting there going, all I'd have to do is hire a crew. Yeah. And they could be here in like three You hours. could have played video games while they were doing it. I could have walked outside and supervised you, you, under an umbrella. You, no, sipping you don't sweet even tea. need to do that. You can go about your fucking life. That's the whole point of paying them. You don't need to supervise. They know way more about what they're doing than you do. <laughs> what do you supervise? Um, ah, yeah, yeah. Dig right there. <laughs> you be that guy. Yeah, put that rock there. Hey, I've already dug a ditch now. Okay, I'm I'm pretty much an expert when it comes to it. Well, you know, let's see. Let's let's review some past projects. How many uh, vegetables have you pulled out of that garden? You guys spent so much time on. I haven't spent any time on my garden. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say, Nikki the other day was telling me about her garden. And she goes, yeah, you know, I've got a cabbage that's growing in. I've got broccoli that's growing in. No, he said, I have a cabbage. That's growing. <laughs> no, she said, I have cabbage that's growing in. So a couple of days later, I'm like, how's your cabbage and your broccoli doing? And she walks down to show me. She's got all this kale. The kale is beautiful, like beautiful, thick leaves of kale. It's ready to be harvested. The broccoli has been eaten. The cabbage <laughs> has been eaten by bugs. And I said, even the fucking insects don't eat kale. That should be a clue. <laughs> I said, the fucking insects hate kale. That's a problem. Okay. <laughs> the animals won't eat it. 
Bugs won't eat it. Yeah. Um, we've, we've been working every time, you know, every year that she puts time into her garden, that's more time that she's getting better at it. She's learning how to do a garden. Translate. That's more video game time I get without guilt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I told her, I said, listen, I said, every time we have one of these projects, every time we have a project where you're going to quote unquote do something, that means that you're going to start something. And then halfway through it, that means that Shane's going to have to do something because you're going to guilt me into helping you. That's what happens every single time we have some sort of a project like this. I've just been working so hard out there, and I can't get any help. <laughs> I can't believe you won't even just get up and come help me. I just, I just need a little bit of help, and I'm like, baby. But she's been really good about the garden. I'll put it this way: Nikki has been great about the garden this time. Like everything she does in the garden has nothing to do with me. Watering the garden, nothing. She doesn't even involve me because I told her in the beginning. I'm going to remind everybody out there, the lesson to learn from this is once you make it, no one's going to feel sorry for you and help you on your stupid asshole project. They'll be like, nah, you can afford to hire some Mexicans or even hire some goddamn Nigerians with the money y'all have. (laughs) I don't know if they're better, but I bet they charge more. (laughs) <laughs> Why does the nationality matter? I don't. I don't. I don't care who. Those Nigerians are very savvy business people. <laughs> they probably get more money out of it. How, how many? What, what sort of Nigerian contacts do you have? What, what are we? Know, a couple Nigerian here? doctors and a couple Nigerian doctors. And did they like uh, negotiate go, for more money when they were talking to you? Yeah, they were <laughs> smart. <laughs> they got more money than like the Indian doctors that like that company hired. So, like, you walked in and they were like, this will cost you. That's when I worked at Great Expressions where they only hired people that only had green cards so they could use that against them. <laughs> we'll ship you back to your fucking origin. That's what I was like. I was like, I get this company. They only hire people with green cards because if they get fired, they get sent to home. Regular dentists would be like, fuck you guys. Tell me how to do dentistry. So, did you have to go in and act like you had a green card or something like that? or what? No, I was one of the managers. and I had to deal with all their bullshit. And the Nigerians were easy to deal with. They were cool. Dr. Ogundapay. What was his name? Ogundapay. Ogundapay? Yeah. What did what did Dr. <laughs> There's a joke there. I'm just going to leave it on the table. Whatever. Just... Racist. I, I'm not the one who said you could hire Mexicans or Nigerians. It's true. Let's go back to that, okay? And, well, there's more. You'd have to go out to the Stone Mountain area. That's where all the Nigerians live. <laughs> they make have good chicken. The... They make excellent chicken. It's a fried chicken, but it's not like our fried chicken. It's batterless fried chicken, and it's excellent. It, it's like fried pork chops. I don't know where the show has gone. I don't know where we got Nigerian chicken. That's what we're talking about right now. Nigerian chicken is fire. If you ever get a chance to eat it, eat it. It's like jerk chicken, but better. Okay. Spicier and uh, doesn't have any fruity flavor to it like jerk stuff does. The f- You've had weird jerk chicken. No, jerk is the main ingredient in jerk is mango juice, you jackass. No. Yes, it is. No. Yes. Well, yes. when I went to Jamaica, I actually had jerk chicken from there. And I still taste- assured you that the <laughs> is still mango, even if they added enough things to it that you didn't taste it. I didn't taste the mango. Yeah, you, you, probably because mango is a very palatable flavor, and if anything you add to it, it's going to be accident. It's why they use it as the base ingredient, you jackass. I don't think that's true. Look it up. Sometimes it's got pineapples in it. I don't think you're telling the truth. I think I, you're just making things up so you can sound cool on the podcast. Because they don't have a plethora of mangoes in the Caribbean or anything. It doesn't make logical sense or anything. You think- you're right. It's actually made of papayas <laughs> from the Southeast or South Pacific. You would think Check. that they would use lemons, you know? <laughs> they use Indian tea. <laughs> no. Ass. Probably some coconut water in it too. Nigerian chicken. Nigerian chicken's amazing. You should try that out if you ever have a chance. It's a little bit spicier. It almost has like, I don't know, if you ever had like Greek food, but better. Okay, so I believe only on Now That I'm Older is it possible that we could go from talking about digging ditches and a DIY project to Nigerian chicken all in about 20 minutes. Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, we're going to talk about the Death Note controversy, and then later on, we're going to talk about how it's possible that I got voted just as likely to go to jail as Kenny did in a Twitter poll. So check it out. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. 
everyone. This is Jason from the Three Is Comedy Podcast featuring myself and fellow podcast comedians Bob and Mindy. Our podcast is a variety comedy show featuring a wide range of segment topics aimed at turning everyday life into laughter. But we also happen to be pretty good rappers. Three Is Comedy, saying a spelling bee. Three fine folks bringing laughter to the family. Tell the kids to leave because we're dropping profanity. Okay, so maybe we're not good rappers, but we do know how to bring the comedy. You can check us out on iTunes or Stitcher, or you can visit our website, 3iscomedy.podbean.com. The price is wrong, bitch. Now That I'm Older has kicked off our very own Patreon over at patreon.com slash now that I'm older, and I was able to get a couple of thoughts from Kenny about our brand new Patreon the fuck is a patreon as you can tell he's very excited and so am i now if you don't know what patreon is go to patreon.com slash now that i'm older it's going to allow you to pick from different goals that we've set up things that we want to do to accomplish a better podcast for you guys to bring you guys a better podcast every single week and to get you guys a better now that i'm older we've got some things that we're going to need to do and we're going to need your help with them but if you give us help we're going to give you something right back things like shout outs from kenny stickers t-shirts exclusive content all sorts of stuff so go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older and I'm going to close out now with a few more words from Kenny about what he thinks about Patreon. I thought you were talking about a role-playing character. You thought Patreon was a role-playing character. It sounds like one of the bad guys they would throw at us. There's your commercial. Thanks. Everything that has transpired has done so according to my design. Hey there, bad movie fans. I'm Honor Knight, head cinematic flusher for the Soiled Restroom Cinema Podcast. If you like playing with cinematic turds as much as we do, join us each and every Thursday as we scour the bowels of streaming media to bring you the absolute worst Hollywood has to offer. Check out all of the action at our home restroom on the net, signalsoffury.com, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play Music. Soiled Restroom Cinema, we're here to flush it so you don't have to see it. Have you heard of the Netflix series Death Note? I have. Yeah, it's apparently getting all kind of hate from the anime nerds. I've seen a whole lot of things. I've seen a few people posting things here and there. And I've got to say, before we go too far down the Death Note path, that the anime crowd is very, very sensitive anytime anything is changed in their world. Well, that's a little weird. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, seriously, if you really think storytelling of anime is good, you're full of shit. Well, anime has great art. And weak-ass stories. They have very thin, shallow character development, and they jam way too much into a short period of time. And that's because in the Japanese style, that's totally okay. There are so many people right now who are screaming at their radio, listening to Dude, this they can scream car. all they want. You can give them our address, and I will happily talk to them face-to-face, <laughs> and their anger will be sedated. Don't worry. <laughs> Probably going to walk away with their wallet, too. <laughs> So you're going to take their wallet and you're going to Possibly yell them their down. phone. They have a good phone. <laughs> and it's not covered in stupid-ass anime stickers. <laughs> I, don't want you, I don't want your phone. Fuck you. Take all your stupid fucking stickers off before I steal Is it. Hello you. Kitty or some anime I've never heard of. They're very... Um, they're very brand loyal. They want everything. It's not brand loyal. They feel well, like it's part of their special, makes them special that they watch anime because they're, they're cool because they watch anime. I have friends who watch anime who agree with me. And they're they're totally okay with what I'm saying. And they're like, yeah, absolutely. It's all about really the art for me, yada, yada, yada. Stories are cool. But yes, even in my world, I have to fill in a lot of the blanks. I asked, uh, we had some friends that we were, if you guys go back to episode two, Christian and Corey um, from the Powerful Nerdcast were on the show years ago. And we asked them off uh, off mic and we said, what is it about anime? Seriously, because their whole show is dedicated, dedicated to anime. And me and Kenny were like, I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't get it. I mean, it's cool to see people with powers and stuff like that. But if anybody came out with the power to destroy a planet, um, I wouldn't want to be anywhere near those people. It just it goes from that to nothing to that in like ten seconds, and there's no story of how they got the powers. They just they had an emotional breakthrough or some shit. <laughs> I think that's a lot of it. Is a lot of anime nerds are really insular, so they're waiting for that big bursting moment where they break out of the scene and it's never going to happen. You're always going to be a fucking weirdo. <laughs> you're just, it's never, you're never going to join us in the regular world. You don't think that people who are anime uh, sympathizers, people who are anime watchers are going to have that. I cocoon think you moment. made me go to an anime show one time. So you guys could play a rock show at the anime show. And I made you leave before I started assaulting people. <laughs> 
Um, One more motherfucker got in my face in character. I was going to show them how much they weren't special. <laughs> I do remember going to and what was it? There it, were people was, wearing sandals with black socks. Okay, it was fucking <laughs> weird. It was a weird fucking thing, man. That wasn't the weirdest thing there. It was like an attack. That's what stood out though. A taku convention or taco, something like that? Taco, it, no, it was like a it was like a mini dragon con. It yeah. wasn't pocket of tacos who invited you guys out there. No, they I made know, custom but, like, little the, avatars. That was kind of cool. That you could get your own little avatar made. That was kind of neat. Yeah, you look like a but it brought us into this environment of, of <laughs> Oh, it brought it took these two worlds, uh, as far as like me and Kenny are definitely this other kind of people. We're not necessarily sports people, we're not like you know, party people, but we're definitely not anime people, but we can kind of fit into a lot okay, of different There's groups. a couple animes I really like, and I like, I can relate to them a little bit, but in their, in their glory, no, <laughs> I cannot, I cannot relate to their, their full form. When they go super Saiyan, I can't be there because I go super Saiyan criminal. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm killing all these people and taking their money. It's just too easy. They're all bunched up in one place. I feel like a wolf who's been put in the middle of a sheep flock and he just doesn't know what to do. It's like, <laughs> which, which one do I kill first? Yeah, who do I eat first? This is amazing. There's so much prey. I, uh, but there, all the people in the anime community, anytime something like this happens, if anybody takes a movie and makes it based off of an anime story, it's immediately got to be the there worst thing. There are anime thing. fans right now going, he couldn't beat my ass. Take my wallet. <laughs> I promise you I'll walk away with your wallet. <laughs> we start getting hate mail. That's uh, NTIO at Gmail. Make sure you put your return address on there, little bitches. <laughs> NTIO pod at Gmail, by the way. If you guys want to send something over telling Kenny how you definitely will not get beaten up by him. Don't run your mouth unless you got an address. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Don't run your mouth unless you got some address. But when we Y'all going to be a bunch of little Conor McGregors. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> when we went to this uh, anime convention, I remember that we were up on a balcony looking down. We're like three floors above the actual um Lobby, and we could see people. There were like four people in a dragon costume walking through the lobby, and the dragons like bouncing around and stuff. And there's other people dancing around it. And I remember getting looking over at me, and this is the thing. This is like the straw that broke the anime camel's back for him. He looks down at this little dragon bouncing around, and people are dancing around it, and they're walking up to normal people and doing this shit down there. And Kenny goes, "We gotta get the fuck out of here right now, dude. I swear <laughs> to God, I swear to God, we gotta get the fuck out of here right now, dude. We can't hang out with these people anymore." And the crazy part was, the first year we played this convention, Kenny didn't go with me, but they had beer the first year, so I was able to get just drunk enough to tolerate what was going on. And I was be promised there would be beer it. here, <laughs> and there was no beer. So Kenny was told there'd be beer, and we get there, and it's dry. They're like, "Well, yeah, you know, we decided this year we weren't going to involve any alcohol or anything like that." And this is back before Clear existed, so I couldn't even get high. <laughs> I Kenny, Kenny wasn't doing anything that night. He was just sober and standing around all these people who were way into anime, and he's like, "I am way not into anime, and what the fuck am I doing here? You told me there'd be beer. We gotta get." fuck out of here right now so take all of that and put it into a blender and then we get to kenny Kenny calling me in the middle of the week going you hear about this death note bullshit that's going on (laughs) yeah people are freaking out on the internet because what we got going on here is a japanese anime that then in japan they made a live action movie of so there's a japanese anime and then there's a japanese movie the japanese movie is a recreation of the anime the Netflix version that is available out now is an American adaptation, and it's a series. So it's not even made – the character's not even the same main character. Uh, it went from, like, Light uh, – whatever his name is in Japanese to Light Turner, and it's not the same story. And people are freaking the fuck out. <laughs> so they they didn't stick to the original source material in the new movie. I mean, the powers are basically the same. It's almost like if you made an alternate universe version of a story because it's in America instead of Japan. And it's it's made for an American audience. So there's a lot more character development. <laughs> there's a lot more story. There's a lot more um, story. Um, well, I, I, uh, my special son, effects have been rated very high. I asked my son about Death Note because he's into anime and he thinks all that stuff's cool. But I've, I've talked to him before and been like, I'm sitting there watching some of the stuff he watches on Netflix going, dude, I have no idea what the fuck is going on. Do you know what's going on? Because I don't. He's like, yeah, 14 episodes ago, they explained how this guy met that girl. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I'm already way bored of this. But he explained to me that Death Note is about this guy who finds a book that's possessed by a demon and something like he can. There's multiple books. Like they can write a name in the book. You have to know their face and you have have to know their name. If you know a face and name, you can write the book. And then it's a death. It's a death. 
some people call them gods, some call them demons, but each demon's bound to a book. And if you write it in the name and their face, it'll go kill them and make it look like a random killing, like they just died. But then this guy starts having to like sign his name, <laughs> this made up name he came up with for their identity. And like he tries to basically rid the world of bad people. But so he, his he version of Dexter, that. basically, basically to yes. try and to. Tr- I, I let me just go ahead and pull the show over to the side for a second and say, how scary would it be if Kenny got the uh, death note? Oh, you motherfuckers! <laughs> <laughs> Three weeks in, so I'm the last one left. <laughs> cut me off! Cut me off in traffic, motherfucker! <laughs> There's me standing next to Kenny, going, "So, um, what do you what do you want to do today, Kenny? <laughs> we we can watch six more hours of Pawn Stars if you want to. That'll be fine." You should have killed those guys. They were cool. <laughs> I was really upset when they offered that guy half of what that gun was worth. Though. I could just imagine Kenny with this power. Like there are so many people that you just imagine. Well, that's, that's actually what happens in the show is the guy goes crazy with the power and basically becomes the bad guy because he's killing everybody. Imagine Donald Trump with this power. <laughs> Well, he, can't, he probably can't write. So. <laughs> no, but he could hire somebody to write for him, and they immediately kill all the immigrants in the country. First like, person I would kill. Immediately. <laughs> God damn it. The Secret Service is going to call me now. I don't have a death God book. There is no death note. <laughs> I wouldn't kill the president because then he'd just become a martyr to the fucking idiots that believe in him. <laughs> now that I'm older, has no intention to harm anyone in the government whatsoever. Nor do we have the ability. <laughs> Shane does not have the ability to harm anyone. I don't have the ability to take out anybody protected by the Secret Service. They'll shoot me. (laughs) The Secret Goddamn Service. They have machine guns. His name is is Ken Baldwin. And he's very (laughs) afraid of being shot by the Secret Service. So you have nothing to worry about. He's the one who told me that he's been studying your tactics. He knows you guys have fake arms and things like that. I know that you guys could kill me dead. That's what I know. And I have no interest in turning anybody into a martyr. Assassinations are never a good thing. So unless if, we decide to take out that North Korean punk, that would be a good assassination. Oh, dude. But honestly, right now, I don't want to go too far down a politics road, but it really feels like uh, there was a robot chicken sketch where they were talking about World War II and they they equated it to be in like an elementary school classroom where like this one German kid is like picking on everybody else and he's kicking over everybody else's desk. And he's like the American kid sitting there going, not my problem. Until <laughs> <laughs> so he knocks over his drink. Finally, the Japanese kid runs over and knocks over the American kid's drink. And he's like, now it's my problem. <laughs> and that's how I feel like North Korea is finally getting to the point. They like, they keep on pushing us. And it's like that five foot four kid that you met in 10th grade when you finally it's shot like up over It's like all you anime foot. nerds that are going to send me letters. <laughs> Y'all are North Korea, little bitches. I'm going I'm to tell you right now, you do not want some of this. I, the thing I, I was listening to a show the other day where they talked about what is it North Korea wants, and that's you might even be a better fighter than me. I'll throw fucking salt in your eyes. <laughs> I have no problems cheating. He goes nineteen eighties wrestling on people. I will, go Mr. Salt. I will go Mr. Fuji on your ass. And I keep salt in my pocket. People are like, why you got sand in your pocket? It's not sand, it's salt. <laughs> why? In case I get into a, a melee. <laughs> it's, it's not weird until we go to a restaurant and Kenny like empties his pocket out on no, a burger. No, dude, it's not eating salt. That's gross. Pocket salt is not for food. Pocket, sure. pocket salt is for eyes. That's not what you said last time you put some of the pocket salt no, on dude, your there fries. There is readily available salt at almost every no, restaurant. Wait, we went to that one restaurant and they didn't have salt. You no. picked up your pocket. Clearly this one under. restaurant is in Shane's imagination because it doesn't have a title or name of the place. And everybody who knows me knows I'm not wasting my pocket salt on food. That's for blinding people. It's like a waste to use it on food. It was called Fred's No Salt Because I keep the extra coarse salt <laughs> in my pocket so it'll hurt more. You told me that you like the extra coarse salt on your fries. When You're you lying. And I think everybody knows. That's why, that's why you got 50%, even though I openly admit to my crimes. That's why everybody put you at 50% of likely going to jail. Oh, we're going to talk about this. I, oh, yeah. I, okay. That's why. Because they know you're a, you're a shyster. Let's, <laughs> let's rewind. You're not okay? audience with the you're not you're not honest with our audience, and they can sense it. Bullshit, dude! I am completely honest with the audience. My uh-huh. stories at the beginning are like a deep delve into like some of the shit that I've done. Yeah. Those stories are probably the most unhonest because he doesn't have me there to check his ass. So, a couple weeks back, about three four weeks ago, I put something out on Twitter and said. Just curious, quick question for you guys. If anybody was to go to jail between Shane and Kenny from the Now That I'm Older crew, who would be the one you would think would now go I first? Now I want you to call me Kenny Pocket Salt Baldwin. 
<laughs> Kenny P.S. Baldwin. Yeah. Um, so I put the the, the uh, poll out saying who would be the most likely to go to jail first between Shane and Kenny. And for the beginning of the, the poll, I was up like 60% to 40. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, what's happening here? Am I going to get arrested for digging ditches or some shit? What the fuck? Probably violating some kind of code. <laughs> So I checked back into it like a week later, and it's one. To be clear, they don't live in the country either. These motherfuckers live in the middle of East Cobb. It's very suburban life. They shouldn't be out there digging holes in the yard. Ain't like they live on a vanity farm. So I put the poll up for about a week, and I led for a little while. In the middle, Kenny goes and takes over. He's at like 55% to 45%. I'm like, that's fine. That's how it's going to work out. I'm a champion. I check out at the or I check it out at the end, and it ends up 50 50. 40 people voted on this, and 20 people voted that I would be the one to go to jail, and 20 people voted that Kenny would be the one to go to jail. And I'm like, how the fuck am I the one? I, to- I think that makes sense because I am likely to go to jail, but you're you're not honest with the audience. They don't trust you. Let's, let's recap. I never spent almost a year hanging out with fucking Bulgarian gangsters in a strip club. <laughs> never. I, didn't, I didn't get arrested doing that. I never once tried to ride out on anybody. I never flashed a gun in a car with somebody at them <laughs> saying, I'll fucking kill you. They deserved it. I didn't do any of this shit, okay? I haven't done anything along those lines. There's been multiple I, times. I really hope they don't send the Secret Service down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I talk a lot of shit, but I don't want that kind of shit. Uh Secret Service, again, I'm very uh, aware of my station in life and, and the level of firearms you guys have. Ken Baldwin. Not a threat. I can give you guys his email address. I have the uh, home address. I'd be worried, but not enough people listen to our show. <laughs> well, if you get shot by the Secret Service, that, uh, that number's going to go up. I'll put it that way. The Secret Service in Japan apparently might hear about it. <laughs> we do have a large Japanese contingent. Oh, dude, they're going to be. They're going to be so pissed at you. No, they're the people in Japan. No, that's the other thing. It's only an American phenomenon where people are pissed off. People are polled in Japan, and the over <laughs> answer was they didn't give a shit. <laughs> Other countries are not nearly as fucking sensitive as no, we are when it they, comes to nonsense. Their like exact this. words when they were polling these people is, but it's an adaptation. It's not the original story, people. <laughs> it's Stop not a remake. It's, a, it's an adaptation for a different audience. Stop being a fucking idiot. You guys, let's, that's why we watch American movies sometimes. We want something a little different than our style, two different styles. And the people in Japan are just like looking at the camera like, what's wrong with you people? Why are you asking us this stupid question? And they're like, we have a bunch of retards in our country, especially the millennials. Um, let's, uh, let, let's recap for just a little bit though. 20 people said I would be the one to go to jail. Well, that's cause you're not trustworthy. How am I not trustworthy? You won't open all we've the way already, up to the audience. We've already proven that I hold your, back that I'm your attorney. We've already proven that when you need help with money, I'm the one who can be there to like guide you through that. I'm a helper. I am the one who's giving help. First of all, out of all your friends, I don't need that much financial help. I do pretty good despite my I'm not talking about giving you money, fool. I'm talking about like helping you as far as like this is what you I need have my to own do. 401k. I had mine before you had yours. That's not true. Yes, as it you, is. I got started mine at 18. As your attorney, I know that you didn't You're not start. really my attorney. <laughs> I every now and then have you read over some insurance paperwork because you'd sell insurance. Like when I had to get the exotic pet insurance, that was kind of complicated. <laughs> Um, I'll pay $3 a month for that. It's pretty good. Yeah. Shane Smith, attorney at law. If you guys are uh, uh, curious, that's illegal, by the way, to claim you're an attorney when you're not. I'm on, I'm on a podcast. You're not, okay? you I'm, not, I'm not a you real attorney. You can't use Esquire, sir. <laughs> you're like, a, you're like, you're like a doctor, like Dr. Phil. You're a lawyer. Like he's a doctor. I'm a lawyer. It. No, you're not. <laughs> I, it's, well, it's it's a different type of a lawyer. No, you don't have a, you, you don't have any of that. I specialize <laughs> mostly in bird law. <laughs> Birds are vicious. So, you know, you have to be quick on your feet in that kind of law. So, um, I still don't understand how people would vote for me to be the one to go to jail. I don't understand why you're not people get, I don't understand how people get so fucking mad over shit that does not fucking matter. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It, it literally Who gives a shit about death in there. Don't watch it if you don't want to watch it. <laughs> exactly. There could be a, con- a whole contingent of people who love that. There are some people out there, and I have heard these words spoken. For real. I was in a business convention recently hanging out with some people I did not know discussing Star Wars. And a girl there, like 25 years old, goes, I'm one of the biggest Star Wars fans ever in the history of ever. I just think that the prequels are better than the original movies. Oh, my God. And I stopped myself and went, oh, my God. She said that out loud. <laughs> she believes that nonsense. She, she was, And I was like, 
I just, and I was trying, I'm trying my best not to be a Star Wars nerd in this situation and be like incensed over something that doesn't matter. So I said, you know, I don't agree with you, but I just personally think that Hayden Christensen was just very poorly miscast. And she goes, but he's so cute though. And I was like, well, there goes all your credibility. Thanks a lot for being a Star Wars fan. That's enough. And but, people say that men are shallow. But I didn't lose my fucking you mind. You think men are shallow? That doesn't explain why Twilight's a thing because you have to be shallow as fuck like Twilight. <laughs> I'm scrolling through, through uh, Twitter the other day. I'm scrolling through Netflix the other day and I looked at exciting movies. And the first one that was listed was Twilight. I'm like, how is this exciting? Dude, I like, could give a monkey a pair of fucking keyboard slippers and he would write something <laughs> Like with his feet, like not even trying to type, just walking around the goddamn house. Being a monkey, he would write a better fucking novel than Twilight. I go back to the thought. Fan fiction. <laughs> fucking fan fiction, you goddamn assholes. I, the, Twilight's a whole other world that I don't want to get involved in. That's just a that's a thing. It's kind of like the Fifty Shades of Grey world. I don't want to get involved in that world. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't Quality want, no longer has any appeal to these people. No, dude. When we live Mom, in a plastic society. When Young Thug won a VMA, I knew that the world was over officially as far as intellectual content. When you name your first album, somebody else's album, Six. <laughs> you, no, you're not the new Wayne Carter. That's little Wayne. He has his own. Maybe you should make Young Thug one. I don't know. Idiot. The, the, the whole world has lost its fucking mind. The death note, the whole death note thing is fucking stupid. Young Thug winning a VMA is stupid and digging ditches is stupid. All of it is stupid. <laughs> You're getting more dogs than you can need. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. All right, I'm going home. <laughs> you're not going home. You're going here. Home. Well, you're going home out of my home. No, I'm not. I'm going to stay here until I'm done. You're done. I guess I could be pretty pissed off about what happened to me. But it's hard to stay mad when there's so much beauty in the world. Sometimes I feel like I'm seeing it all at once and it's too much. My heart fills up like a balloon that's about to burst. And then I remember to relax. And stop trying to hold on to it. And then it flows through me like rain. And I can't feel anything but gratitude for every single moment of my stupid little life. You have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm sure. But don't worry. You will someday. <laughs>